Hello and welcome to another episode of The Brand Situation. I am Timo and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, P-Parts. So we are here in the beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, and we have a full agenda today. It's it's great, actually. I am so excited about our topics. Aren't you, Pete? I am really excited about these topics. So let's see what's going to happen here. Hopefully we can keep it, we can keep it clean, keep it, keep it easy, keep it nice, like Tina Turner used to say. <laughs> um, so our, the brand situation is all about dissecting the BS that happens with brands. BS also stands for brand situations. So today's BS topics that we will cover and not in any particular order. We got to talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53 is coming to Atlanta. It kicked off yesterday and um, Atlantans must brace themselves, especially if they have to do any driving. On top of that, it is rumored have um, be preparing for a winter storm. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. So that's news to me. Thanks, Timo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you better go stock up on your milk, your water, your cheese, and your bread. Because I guess okay. that's what we do when uh, a little bit of dusting comes our way. Um, so also we got the Fry Festival on our on our list today. We also going to talk about Papa John's and how they are helping a notable HBCU stay open. Hmm. Mm, Papa John's. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, on a politics front, where we have Nancy Pelosi, the queen of the house, um, and Dr. William Barber. They have made some really amazing moves this week, and these are the leaders that we should be paying attention to, so I'm excited about that. So let's just start off with uh, this Papa John situation. If you will recall... Papa John's was in the hot seat. Um, I believe it started last year when there were plenty of NFLers taking a knee during the game. And so I don't even know this man's name, but I think he's a former CEO now, but he made some asinine comments saying that his business was being affected because of the kneeling and, um, so he was blaming the NFL players for his decline in sales. And then he was stupid enough to be caught waving the N-word around in a meeting and it got leaked out to the media. I will say he definitely stopped getting my money. <laughs> because I, def- I was, Papa John's was my favorite pizza. Really? Yes. And and, and, and and real quick, um, the guy's name is John Shatner, I believe. Yeah. Is, CEO. He the, is he the current CEO or the former one? The former one. Okay. John Shatner. Okay. Yes. I was a faithful Papa John's um, customer. But that MF ain't seen a not a dime from me in a very, very long time. So I have uh, made a huge sacrifice and made other arrangements to enjoy pizza during this time. 
um, because of his <laughs> you made other arrangements. I made other that. arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> I made other arrangements. But back to this, back to uh, this Bennett College. So, if you're not familiar, Bennett College is a historically black university in North Carolina, and um, uh, they're going through some financial challenges. So. Papa John's donated a huge $500,000 to them. And honestly, it's very obvious to me that this is a PR move. It is a PR move. But are you mad at it, though? Question mark. Yeah, that's a good question. Are we mad at the PR? Is, is this PR good PR? You know, the adage says, you know, all PR is good PR. We believe not so much, <laughs> but is this instance, you know, an instance of, is this PR good PR? I guess that is a, a question for the listeners. That is a question. So I personally think that it's a, it's a pretty good move because now Papa John's is in a crisis where they, they face crisis PR. I heard through the grapevine that the amazing Bozama St. John have been hired um, to be their marketing brand manager through, I think it's called, I don't know, I don't, don't quote me on the name. She, she's with a new marketing agency, but Papa John's is their client. And I believe that she is someone that brought the opportunity to them. She worked with their diversity um, leader. It's a black woman. And I'm actually looking through my um, notes here give you the name of the the diversity the Victoria Russell she is Papa John's chief diversity equity and inclusion officer so she co-signed off of this she is a, like I said she's a black woman as well the root report the root is given Papa John's gift to Bennett College a little shade and says Papa John's prove all money ain't good money uh oh <laughs> well there we go with that with that sort of <laughs> adage right there uh so the the black media is giving this a side eye. The mainstream media is saying, hey, look, Papa John is doing something good, world. Take a look. They just gave money to a black college that's failing. You know, here's what I'll say. If I were Bozama St. John and this was my client, I probably mm-hmm. would find an opportunity like this for them to began to make amends with the African-American community. And you gotta put your money sometimes where your mouth is. Sometimes saying sorry just ain't enough. And for a company like Papa John's, your apology means nothing. Put your money where your mouth is. I say this is a good PR move. Well, what I would add to that though, you know, when you have some of these moments that seem like they just fell from the sky, I think they shouldn't fall from the sky. You know, I think there should be some type of lead up to that moment like maybe there is a statement that goes as to say that we are now getting to support uh, several causes you know and you'll see over the coming weeks to months you know a rollout of different our corporate responsibility mandate you know so it doesn't look so opportunistic or like kind of I don't want to say slimy but you know um, like a, a stunt so to speak you know frame it like you really was trying to think about this and you really this is a strategy for you all uh to 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 course correct that negative image out there and people wouldn't be mad at that people wouldn't be mad if they know you had a faux pas or you had a history of missteps and now a new boss is in town and um 
you know, he, he's going to take it in a different direction or she's going to take it in a different do- direction. Let us know so it doesn't feel wrong, you know, even if it is in, in, in its purest sense or in its outcome a good thing because the outcome is great. Bennett College is going to be here, right? So I just think that framing, well, that's the hope. That, that framing, well, yeah, that is the hope, right? <laughs> but but yeah. the framing is my point, you know, frame it up for us and let us know so it doesn't feel like it fell out of the sky yeah i agree i agree uh so with that with that being said guys uh the hope is that we keep in college around that that donation did help them reach 45 percent of their goal uh so if you do want to help out bennett college you can you can either go online bennett.edu backslash donate text to give Text the word Bell, B-E-L-L-E-S, to the number 444-999. You can cash app them as well. All right, cash app. Stand with Bennett, okay? And you can also be traditional and send a check to Bennett's College Office of Institutional Advancement, 900 East Washington Street, Greensboro, North Carolina, 27401. We have to give love to our historically black colleges and universities these have been institutions that has supported us since the beginning of time and have fought for us so i don't mind plugging helping bennett college uh stay around and i'll probably text to give myself as soon as this podcast is over so um the next topic um what what else is on the agenda today what else is on Let's see here. So we have the is it fire festival? I've never known how to say that. It is <laughs> With fire. Ja Rule. Okay. Because it's spelled quite uniquely like we do, as we do. <laughs> <laughs> but ironically, <sighs> didn't we didn't create the festival. They did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. You know, have you seen it? Have you seen the fire festival? Oh, I did start watching the Netflix, the Netflix uh, uh, thing on it, and uh, I got you know into it uh, last night, and I still uh, have a little bit more to go. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't kind of get into the story when it was you know breaking, because um, I'm not the biggest Ja Rule fan. I mean, you know, no, no offense to Ja Rule. Uh, I didn't even know that there's like the technology slash app connected to it and this yeah, I didn't know anything about it but you know go ahead Timo tell us more about this amazingly <laughs> redonkulous story right so yeah I remember when the fire festival uh, fallout started happening just being in the industry uh, I think it started to happen on Twitter um, or there was like a a big story about it um, in the New York Times where it was just like it was a big you know just epic disaster and pretty much it was built by um, it was it was led by entrepreneur Billy McFarland who's currently serving time for fraud, oh. fraud for frauding out the investors I mean it's really ludicrous you gotta watch this Netflix documentary because honestly it is the, the the most poignant illustration to me of white privilege. The difference between... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Brace yourself. Everybody <laughs> brace yourself. Let's see. The difference between 
how white people get away with high crimes and how black people are current are just consistently criminalized just for being black. I mean, it was everything about the way Billy McFarlane put this together was half-assed. And I just think about how well put together on paper and structure we have to be in order to get any buy-in. This dude was literally just calling folks up like, he was bleeding money and, and was, was like, can I can I hold a cool $3 million from his investors? <laughs> and they were giving it to him. And his team are even, they sound like it, it, was, it was amazing to them that how raggedy his setup was <laughs> that he was still raining money, okay? Um, but some highlights about the fire Festival. Uh, it was billed as an elite island concert experience. They enlisted the help of uh, A-list models such as Kendall Jenner and all of her her friends in that world um, to post up and take pictures and, and build this buzz on social media. Rapper Ja Rule was involved in the creation of the festival with his name and face and helped create a buzz around it. I questioned that fact. To your point, Darul. <laughs> no shade, but I'm just saying. And and I almost laughed out loud several times when Darul referred to himself as a music mogul. He seemed like he didn't even believe that his damn self as it was coming out of his mouth. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, if you believe it, you can achieve it. How about that? Oh my God! I guess okay. Fake it, make it, huh? Bruh. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Pretty much, I want to talk about Ja Rule and how he was portrayed in this. And from a brand standpoint, can he recover? Or was he already in recovery mode before this happened? Like, is this, if Ja Rule was our client, this is considered crisis PR. What will we advise him to do? Before we give our advice on this, on this BS, because that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's a brand situation. Complete, 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 complete and, and utter. utter BS, absolutely. Uh, ja Rule tweeted on his personal account that he was also scammed by McFarland. Oh. He said that he had an amazing vision to create a festival like no other and that he was bamboozled just like everybody else. Led astray. Led astray. He could wink. You should read it. It is, it is like incredulous, right? However, this is my problem. I give that, I give that statement the side eye because if you watch the documentary, you see how complicit, excited even, Jaru over the moon at times. Mm-hmm. Ja Rule is to be a part because again when you are a ignored quote unquote music mogul you th- these kinds of things do-, do excite you and you don't ask for um, the paperwork because you're just excited yeah. to be recognized and so to be included to be included and McFarland was smart about that he could not have pulled this off with anybody else because they would have asked him to give receipts okay but you know he was a little anxious. He was a little anxious to be recognized. Um, so so 
with that being said, I can't believe that he was hoodwinked and bamboozled. I think that the error he made was that he was a little bit desperate to be a part of something that seemed to be big and it was for him in his mind maybe giving him a, an opportunity to finally be recognized as someone other than a guy who made some hits with Ashanti some some, some club mm-hmm. bangers back in the day you know um if what would you advise with Ja Rule to do handle this from a brand perspective you asking me <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it's one of those things, and I, and I will say for the record, I haven't finished watching the, uh, the Netflix special, but just based off of what you told me, you know, one thing that I will say about Jay-Z, you know, and I'm going to make this connect somehow, y'all, just just bear with me, uh, is that Jay-Z is, is, as he says in his lyrics, I'm not just a businessman, I'm a businessman. And you and you you have to respect that, even if you don't like rap, even if you don't like hip hop, even if you don't like him, you know, um, he he does his business. You know what I mean? He's not on the Forbes top list for no reason. He's not hanging out with Warren Buffett for no reason. He's not hanging in the same space as Bill Gates for no reason. So you know, John, I, I would advise him to. You need to get with the people you need to get with. You know, mm-hmm. you need to, um, you know, get better study on uh, <laughs> doing your due diligence. Like, I'm sorry. I know my grandma would say something like that, but I mean, she would be right in this instance. You know, in terms of the immediate statement or course of action he should take, he should, you know, issue a mail copa. I made a mistake. I didn't do my homework. You know, going forward, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I know my rider dies. Y'all still hanging with me, you know, and we're going to we're going to bounce back from this, you know, maybe even drop us a new single. I don't know. But, you know, (laughs) I didn't say I was going to buy it. No, I'm just saying. But uh, no, for real. Honestly, I do think, you know, when when something like this happens, I don't think it's a good idea to dodge responsibility. Right. You know, we've seen so many instances of people doing that. Uh, and it always comes back to bite you and then you know what so Ja is the type of public figure given his brand given how brash it was you know hiding uh, uh, with your your tail stuck in between your legs is not the move that is not the move address it head on and make sure you have something to give the people when you do that so get with your team and say what can we do are we going to put on a, a benefit concert for the for, for the community are we gonna get get with uh shanti and you know bring back those old times are we gonna uh be the opening act on the b2k tour you know something you know let's come back with let's have, bring something in your hand when you're issuing that statement of apology to the people that is the best way in my estimation to handle this versus staying quiet and not saying anything or issuing a a half you know what statement don't do that hit it dead on and bring something to the people that's my you know two cents on it i agree with you wholeheartedly i definitely would advise him to consider doing a benefit concert in bahamas um with shanti um and donate all proceeds back to that poor woman who lost her savings there was a poor woman a black woman who um was hired to cook for them 
and she said that she had to produce over 2,000 meals over a three-day period, over a three-day What? And she was never paid. She said she felt ashamed to say that she worked for free and that all the people that she enlisted to help her, because again, the, the, these Bohemians were excited at the prospect of making a lot of money. They built this concert as a money maker. And so she had to dip into her $50,000 worth of lifetime savings. We know that saving up $50,000 is not an easy task for black no, folks no. in the That's world. Right especially in the Bahamas of the Americas. And so this lady had to empty her savings to make good on that debt. And so I would um, definitely recommend that he go team up with Ashanti, get some other um, organizations involved who are looking for positive press um, and so, so they could sponsor and help that lady recoup. You know, put your money where your mouth is again that that that's another i said that earlier in this in this podcast put your money where your mouth is you can't just say i'm sorry he apologized to the lady but sorry don't cut it this time you need to put your money where your mouth is ja you know i uh next time read the fine print okay you know i want to add a little just like an asterisk to something you just said sorry doesn't cut it all the time yeah you know that's a good one yeah in terms of a staple in pr and branding when you make a mistake sorry is not always good enough and you know somebody that somebody else i'm deviating a little bit who is teaching us their lesson uh as well is kevin hart with that whole oscar situation yeah you know and you know sorry this man had a problem saying sorry more than once you know that just does not cut it again we don't we're not going to get into all the innards of that particular situation but i just think what you said is so profound it just cannot be missed that in pr and branding and even just just being a good person sorry sometimes is not enough so you know tweet that sorry ain't enough hashtag sorry ain't enough enough. um so we're coming up we're gonna take a quick break when we come back, we're going to dive into this political BS. That's all. Oh, Lord. So, um, stay tuned. Go refresh your coffee. Uh, fill your wine glass. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing to enjoy this podcast, go take a quick break, and we'll be back with the bottom half of the hour and give you a little political BS. We'll be back. All right. All right, so we're back from that quick break. P, take it over. Let's get into these politics. All right, so... Where do I begin? I know we said we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi um, and Trump. We're also going to talk about Reverend Dr. William Barber um, and uh, and Governor Lee of Tennessee. Uh, I do want to say, just as a disclaimer um, to everybody, you know, my sort of profession is a leadership consultant and executive coach. 
Um, and a lot of things that fascinate me do with leadership. Uh, not just in politics, even though that's what we're going to focus on today. But, um, you know, it's how the leaders that they are, good or bad, uh, what motivates them, um, uh, how they make it through challenges, um, and how their public receive them, um, and, you know, how that intersects with branding and PR. Well, naturally, as a leader, you have a brand, whether you know it or not. Uh, and it's incumbent upon you to try to curate that, uh, you know, to your benefit. And so I kind of have, I slipped into branding uh, through the work that I do as a leadership consultant and an executive coach, because I just found that if you don't pay attention to the brand and you don't pay attention to uh, your PR, whether that be in your organization or in your community, uh, it, it, your message can get away from you. Right. And it can have negative consequences if you're not, you know, uh, stand ahead of that. So I just want to put that out there to let everybody know sort of my vantage point, where I'm coming from with this and how I sort of entered this, the the, the fray here in the PR and branded world. And, you know, it's been such a pleasure to take that ride with the incomparable Timo. Uh, so many engagements and so much <laughs> stuff that we've done together, hence how we got to the brand situation. Right. So, um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and attack and I do mean attack uh, this situation with Nancy Pelosi and Trump. So everybody knows right now about the, the government shutdown and everything that's going on. This this is actually the longest uh, shutdown we've had in, you know, the history of the United States. I mean, just let that sink in, you know. Um, and and as, as predicted, you know, um, it took something that was not good uh, in terms of you know, the TSA and the uh, air traffic controllers um, basically bringing some of our major airports to a halt, you know, and all for what? A wall. So let me frame in a, in a, in a way that only we at the brand situation can do. So what I'm going to do is talk about the brand situation at hand. The brand situation at hand was Trump or number 45, as I call him. I do not call this person, you know, president uh my favorite president is you know who but anyway i digress <laughs> um but number 45 his brand situation right now is that he sees nothing but sinking sand all around him uh the indictments are racking up all around him the swamp he was looking to drain is subsuming him like ever quickly every day um so we know that the man has a brand situation. What is he going to do about it? What is he going to do about all this stuff happening all around him? Nothing but crisis after crisis. I mean, he is the chaos number 45. Okay? So, uh -huh. what was his proposed solution, Timo? His proposed solution, let me tell you what it was. His proposed solution to this brand situation was to ratchet up the rhetoric over the wall. Right? So, you right. know, that was a big campaign promise he made. The wall, the wall, the wall. We're going to build a wall. We're going to build a wall. And guess who's going to pay for it? The Mexicans. How about that? Uh, right? The very people he was maligning throughout <laughs> this whole uh, the campaign season, talking about their rapists and, you know, they're bringing drugs and da-da-da-da-da. You know, but these, but these people are going to be paying for the wall. You know, okay, whatever. How does that make sense? Yeah. How does that work, right? Square that for me. 
Um, but make anyway, it make sense. I, well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. It, it still might not work, but uh, so his his proposed solution to this whole brand, all nothing but chaos around him is to ratchet up the rhetoric. You know, he's gonna dangle a shiny object over here, and his shiny object is the wall, right? Um, so much so that he uses his one and only negotiating tactic uh, to achieve this uh, building of the wall is to threaten to shut down the government. He doesn't threaten, not only threaten to shut down the government, but he says he's going to take the blame for it, right? He said that to the American That's public. Said, right? That's what he said, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and guess what he did? He did it. He shut the government down. You know, but he didn't he take the blame for it. But he didn't end up taking the blame for it. Oh, what can you believe it? Donald Trump said something and, and, and did something different, right? Um, and again, it has been the longest shutdown in history. That was his solution, right? Now, what was the result, right? So we have the brand situation, which was Trump is feeling like the walls are caving in on him. His proposed solution was to distract everybody by saying, hey, I'm going to build this wall at all costs. I'm going to even shut the government down if y'all don't give me this wall. He thought that was going to work. But what was the result? Boy, bye. <laughs> the result was the result was boy, bye. And, and what I would call the black vernacular. Uh, what actually happened was he not only did not get his wall, he got his you-know-what handed to him by the Democrats and and by a female leader, no less. Led right? by the queen herself, Nancy Pelosi. And walks Nancy Pelosi, right? Nancy with Pelosi her with her bloody with shoes, bloody shoes. <laughs> right? With her bloody shoes, uh, did not grant him the wall. And, and to add insult to injury, she disinvited him from giving the State of the Union. How about that? And right. as, as a sidebar, she, she has uh, made another statement that just because he opened the government does not mean that she is ready to give him his State of the Union. And it definitely won't be a State of the Union on the 29th of January, in which it was previously previously scheduled. So he still has to wait. She Absolutely. Not to be played with. Not to be played with, right? So, you know, I'm going to do something that most people won't won't do with Donald Trump and I'm going to try to be brief about this but I want to offer Mr. Trump mm-hmm. right I'm going to offer him some advice some counsel good luck you know from <laughs> from a, from a crisis management uh brand and PR perspective right so the brand situation was you felt like the walls were caving in on you um I get that right so what would what have been a, what would have been a better solution right well, we know, for one, you should not invite cameras into a meeting you're having with Nancy and Chuck. Right? Don't number do one. that again. That's number one, bruh. Okay? Don't invite the cameras in when you're having a meeting with Nancy and Chuck. Because I can almost guarantee you, you're going to say something that gets Nancy, gets under Nancy's skin or under Chuck's skin, and they're going to give you a one-line, a little zinger that you're not going to be able to come back from as quickly as you think you could. Right? So, don't do that again. That's number one, you know. Uh, number two, when you're in that closed door meeting, and I emphasize closed door, no cameras, when you're in that meeting, try listening. Oh, God. Try that, right? You're asking for the impossible. Try listening. I know it might be a novel thing for you. Try listening. 
uh, but also come with something in your hand to give them. Unlike the speech that you gave uh, uh-huh. from your from the Oval Office, where you basically the concession you 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 made to the Democrats was, I'm gonna basically reinstate what I just took away, nothing more. Bro, you didn't offer me nothing. You're not offering me nothing. So come with something that you're actually gonna give them. You know, extend TPS a little bit further. Uh, uh, extend DACA just a little bit further than what you took away. So people don't feel like you did not offer them anything. Uh, Simple as that. Right. You know, um, and then the result could be, you know, if you had the closed door meeting, did not invite this and, and offered something greater than what you took away, the result could be you can still appear like the strong man leader that you want to be. That's your leadership brand. You want to position yourself like a strong man, like Putin, like Kim Jong-un, like all of those uh, autocratic leaders. You can still look like a strong man. That's a great right? we don't know. Right, right. So, so because we don't know what happened behind the closed door meeting, right? Uh-huh. So when you come back, you can have your own talking points. You know, Nancy and I and Chuck and I talked and we did this, that, 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 you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, nobody knows the difference, right? Uh, and then you can still have that image of strength and resolve with your base uh, locally and internationally. Um, and the Dems would be giving you money. They would be giving you money for border security, which you could then phrase as money for the wall. Because that's all we're doing. You're talking about wall. They're talking about border security. You know. And everybody will be at so in terms of the brand situation and a better solution and a better result, that's what we got for you, bro. You know, take it and leave it. Uh, Timo, anything to add? No, you gave your expertly delivered advice and I wish that Trump would listen to it. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid he won't. I am afraid he won't. I'm but fine. you're right. Yeah, I'm going to venture then, out and say he won't do that. <laughs> you know. That's what he should have done. It would be in his best interest if he started having more closed-door meetings with these individuals. It's going to work better in his favor. Because he he hates to um, give in or give up anything. But mm-hmm. what he's learning is that you got to give a little and you got to take a little. It's a give and Absolutely. take situation. And because he doesn't like he he, he likes to be um, portrayed as a strong man like those brand archetypes that you pointed out in Putin, Kim Jong-un which was a pretty um, brilliant um, observation there that will, that will keep him being stoic where he has to take a couple of L's behind closed doors so, privately yes privately private. yes. Pro- take your L's privately Mr. Trump so <laughs> you don't have to go through it. another historic government shutdown because that has hurt the American economy in a great, great way, and you're and, and and you're leading people to take desperate measures soon. I mean, the the airline industry was one day away from shutting down. Okay, so there we go. Yeah, and I and I will note that uh, the economists are projecting that we will have flat growth this quarter, all because of this nonsense. Flat growth when we had three percent growth in the last quarter, so we would have been on a uh, on the ascendancy in terms of growth. And that's that's your success metric, brother. 
that's your success metric. That's how you syndicate being in the White House for the next term. Now, I'm not trying to give you any, uh, uh, you know, support for your next run. <laughs> but if you if you want to succeed, you need to stay buoyant in this economy. You need our economy to stay buoyant. We don't. We do not need to dip down. And what you just gave away in terms of growth was ridiculous. It, it was it was ill informed and not a good move. Well, I will say this, and then we're gonna move on to the next one. Um, that's exactly why he decided to. He was getting pressure from those campaign um, advisors that if he is intending to run in 2020, he has to end this shutdown now because the very people that voted for him are government workers. Mm-hmm. Many of them, you know, so yeah, and, 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 and industry titans. And industry times, you know, you had the president of Southwest on uh, one of the uh, big shows, I, I think it was CNBC, talking about we need to shut down, end it now. We have airliners grounded right now. When we are grounded, we're not making money. Absolutely. So you need to do something about this, right? This is not a joke. This is not a game. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is real life. Okay? We right. don't get to reshoot. This is not The Apprentice, bruh. Okay? So... You need to you need to you need to get up get with the program, uh, aka Bob Green and Oprah back in the Dizzy. Get with the program, bruh. Get, it, so, get this thing up and running. So yeah. Okay, so we only have about ten more minutes before the brand situation is over. Uh huh. Until the next time. Until the next time. <laughs> so okay, we we have to make sure that we keep room on the docket for your next story about Dr. William Barber. We gotta talk about him. And then okay, we gotta cool. we gotta do some honorable mentions and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because we want you guys to be waiting with bated breath. So let's go into Dr. William Barber and then we'll prepare to wrap up the show. Okay, cool. And you know, Timo, forgive me because you know, when you talk, start talking about the Trumpster, you know I get riled up. I so. know, I know. Hey, I know. so having said that, uh, uh, Reverend Dr. William Barber, it's going to be pretty, pretty straight, cut and dry to the point, pretty succinct, because this is a perfect brand situation. Um, and our advice to him would would be very minimal. <laughs> and I think everybody's going to get a... a a kick out of our advice to him but let me just bring everybody up to speed on the actual uh brand situation so first and foremost if you don't know who dr william uh reverend dr uh, william barber is um he is the real life pastor and i was shocked with this uh this uh factoid he's a real life pastor of greenleaf church <laughs> i didn't even oh. know there was such a thing oh wow in in, in, in goldsboro north carolina he is a prolific speaker. North Kakalak. Um, he is a prolific uh, speaker and one of the most incisive thinkers, in my estimation, in the civil rights and human rights movement out there today. Uh, he is also a MacArthur Fellow, who, for anybody who follows those types of um, uh, designations and um, uh, notable mentions uh, for building broad-based fusion coalitions. Now, this is, I've taken this from his bio, uh, as part of a moral movement to confront racial and economic inequality. And, you know, when you read about stuff like that, I'll just say about people who are there, you know, whether they be a, a Rhodes Scholar or whatever, 
this man really lives this. He really lives trying to build these coalitions between disparate communities and the different races and ethnic and religious groups and trying to bring people together. He is one of the people I think, you know, if you don't know about who who uh, Reverend Dr. William Barber is now, now you know and get to know him after we talk. Uh, but so what's the brand situation that involves this uh, prolific man? Well, recently, Reverend Dr. William Barber was on an MLK program at TSU, uh, Woo to TSU, because I'm from the great state of Tennessee. He followed uh, the governor of Tennessee, Governor Lee, in the program that there was this MLK program this past week. Uh, the governor of Tennessee shared all the right platitudes uh, for this predominantly black audience about his love for MLK and MLK's philosophy. And he said he would think uh, that King would say we have a long way to go, even though we've made progress, but King would think we have a long way to go. And I can just imagine Dr. Barber there, and there's video to, to, to kind of show this, but I can imagine Dr. Barber thinking, hmm, you think we got a long way to go, huh? Oh, yeah. And, and you believe in MLK, huh? You rapping MLK all day. Okay, sure. Um, so Dr. Barber gets up behind uh, uh, Governor Lee. After Governor Lee says his piece and sits down, Dr. Barber is called up. And uh, he was sitting in his seat, all prepared to address this brand situation, which we know the brand situation, as Timo said, is BS. And it also uh, uh, is the brand situation. Uh, but the way he chose to address this is what I think is the most amazing approach to addressing a brand situation and what did he do you're you're asking yourself so let me tell you so dr barber decided to speak truth to power and timo as you know we go to a lot of different events we go to a lot of galas a lot of fundraising events Mm -hmm. you know the work that you did you know for to to to, to elect stacy abrams for governor so you have a lot of experience in these circles where you you we go to these events people say all the right things and you have time you know they don't believe nothing that they're saying but they know what to say in that moment and a lot of people just co-sign and just go along with it because we need to raise this money or we need to do what we need to do uh but dr barbara said not on my watch <laughs> like a young little slap uh, slam on the table not on my watch <laughs> um so what did he do he says and i quote you know um politicians uh, can't say they love dr king and how he stood for love and unity and then deny and refuse to support his his agenda. Right, Governor? So he turns to him and says, right, Governor? <laughs> um, so let me show you what I mean, he says. He goes on to say, Dr. King would not have been for a wall. He asked everyone to stand up that was against the wall. So everybody that was against the wall in that building stood up. Right. Mind you, the governor was sitting down. Mm-hmm. Right? I saw that. Anyone, he said, anyone that doesn't stand on your feet with that person, you get deceit. Mm. He rhymed that that that, mm. that, 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 that joint, right? Uh, as we say in Memphis. How many believe that Teddy, he said also, how many people believe that Teddy Roosevelt uh, who, who, who campaigned a hundred years ago, in fact, for universal health care. If you, if you stand for universal health care, stand on your feet. Again, guess who, where the governor was? Sitting down mm. on his you-know-what. Right. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, the, the visual message was uh, so profound because the man couldn't stand up for nothing that Dr. King and I said he couldn't stand up for nothing 
that Dr. King would have stood for. He was sitting down, right? And I just love how he closed that little vignette. He said, you know, I'm too old to play now. You know, I'm not going to get up here and placate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, somebody in the audience feel, you know, uh, I know that's right. So the result of this brand situation and the approach that Dr. Reverend Dr. William Barber uh, took was there was egg and pie on the face of the governor and Dr. Barber, with his integrity intact, he was able to speak truth to power. All right, and let's make this real quick. What would we what would we have proposed to him as his PR or his crisis manager? I can't think of one thing. Wow. <laughs> what would have been a better result? Mm-hmm. There ain't one. <laughs> as mm. Kerry Washington would have said on Scandal, it's handled, or in this specific context, he handled that. <laughs> you know, and let's insert claps behind okay. that. Right? He handled that. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about the Reverend dr william barbara bravo to you sir uh kudos to you and you know thank you for being a a role model that we can actually look up to uh in today's society absolutely thank you dr william barbara you can check out that video that p parks was referencing on msnbc it was illustrative it was straight and to the point and he was real bold when he did it um absolutely P Parks, that those were amazing, amazing illustrations of brand situations. Looking at it from leadership perspective, this is what we bring this show to you for to dissect and and hold accountable those of you with platforms to be more responsible. So Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, and Dr. William Barber uh, illustrate those um, leadership roles very exemplary. So Absolutely. as we head out, um, I want to give a quick honorable mention to uh, the state legislators, music industry leaders launch a new Georgia entertainment caucus here in Atlanta. Um, shout out to Perfect Pitch Media Group, Timor's an agency, um, and the MVP group, P Parks. We were on hand to handle press for that event. Um, real quickly, it's led by Representative Erica Thomas, uh, who mm-hmm. will co-chair with Catherine Bruton, the VP Creative at BMI. So um, we did that on last week, and it tons of press picked it up. So you can check that out. You do a quick Google search. Uh, Super producer Dallas Austin is on this team, along with um, some other notables in music. Shaka Zulu, best known for being um, ludicrous. Uh, manager, longtime manager. And so uh, Billboard actually picked that up on their site. So you can go check that out and see what they are planning to do in the Atlanta area with Super Bowl uh, descending upon the great city of Atlanta. Um, it's, we're in for a fantastic ride. I will be doing a couple of events with a couple of clients, BCBI. I will be attending a breakfast with those leaders. Um, I believe on the Friday and I will be in attendance with the T.W. Williams events team who have been commissioned to uh, be the design and decor management team for Mayor Bottoms official Super Bowl events. So I have a big week ahead of me, T. What are you working on? What do you want to tell us about? 
Well, we'll plug one event. There are so many. And so uh, stay uh, posted to our podcast and our respective Instagram accounts and other uh, social platforms. But one of the events that's, um, uh, that uh, a couple of folks um, I'm uh, connected to are, are pushing was um, Chad Ochocinco Johnson Celebrity Super Slam. Mm. It will be hosted at Morehouse College, 830 Westview Drive, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, 30314. Um, come out um, February 1st I think doors open at 5 or 6 o'clock if you can get your tickets on Eventbrite just look up uh, Celebrity Super Slam 2019 uh, we're going to have in the house uh, Terrell Owens of course uh, Chad Ochocinco Johnson uh, Devontae Adams Flo Rida will be in the building Raz B from B2K how about that uh, Rich Homie Kwan, Lamar Jackson, uh, Johnny Blaze. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So come on out and support all the proceeds. Where I think a great part of the proceeds will be going out to Usher's New Look Foundation. So please come out and support y'all. Awesome. So as you see, Atlanta is getting ready for a plethora of events that will make your head spin. Um, for these upcoming Super Bowl festivities. And, um, you know, I'm excited about it. It's a, a very historical moment for the city. I'm honored to uh, be a part of it in some small way. I actually was planning to um, hibernate and I know that's right. stay away from the traffic. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm an introvert. So that really says it all. But, you know, I had to um, give it a, a different perspective just being a part of uh, other um, notable folks that bringing me into the fray and, and, and my, my, my expertise into the fray, I'm very honored. So I'm excited. I'm excited. This was such an amazing podcast episode. So happy to have my, my sidekick with me, P Parks. We go way back. You will learn more about us as um, these podcasts go on. But in the meantime, in between time, we hope you enjoy this show. You can follow us on Twitter. We are The Brand Situation. Uh, we don't yet have an Instagram, but we're working on that. Um, individually, I could be found on Twitter at First Lady of PR and at T Morrison Agency. Instagram at First Lady of PR and at T Morrison Global. P, what's your social media? My social media on Twitter and on Instagram is at P Parks Music. So find me there. All right. Until next time, we will talk to you later. Follow. <laughs>